tell me if this sounds like you. Ditching the rat race for financial freedom is your rally cry. Shaking off the hustle and grind mentality for time freedom makes you want to do a little dance. Creating a life where your money makes more money for you, now that's your jam. Why figure all of this out? More time with loved ones and the ability to make a meaningful difference in your world. Now that's what drives you. My name is Jenny Townsend. Now, let's up level. Hey there. Before we go ahead and get started in today's episode, I want to share something really exciting with you. If you've been listening to this podcast for the last couple of months, how I've been sharing about vacation rental, short-term rentals, and how they could be an incredible addition to your income portfolio, especially in 2021, I have something that I've created especially for you because you know you want to create more income diversification, right? You know you know you want to build your income portfolio and you know you want to have a rental property, right? You know that you want a vacation rental that can create a revenue stream that has long-term cash flow coming in. But where do you even start? What does the whole process look like? How expensive is it? What do you even do? How can time consuming is it, right? Well, let me tell you what. I actually did it on accident. That's right. I am an accidental six-figure Airbnb host. I figured out what I was doing as I needed to do it. I essentially was building the plane as I was flying, right? And now I'm even more in love with this revenue stream than ever before, which is why I've created a program called the Six Figure Vacation Rental Roadmap, how to find, furnish, and fill a profitable short-term rental. It is all about giving you step-by-step instructions, simplifying the process on how to find, how to furnish, and then how to fill, how to book your place solid to have a profitable vacation rental. These are the things I would have loved to have back when I was started. Oh my gosh, I would have loved for someone to be able to say, you know what, here's how you actually do it. (laughs) Here are the systems that free you up. Here's how you can be even more profitable month after month. Oh my gosh, all of those things. I would have loved to have them back when I got started. And you know what? I can't wait to share them with you. I can't wait to help you on your journey to being a successful six-figure Airbnb host. So head on over to JennyTownsend.com slash rental right now and secure your place in line for when this launches. I'm putting on the finishing touches right now and I can't wait. Like I said, I can't wait to share all that I've learned. So head over to JennyTownsend.com slash rental today and put your name in and then let's go ahead and get started. Now to today's episode. What is up podcast nation? Jenny Townsend here and thanks for joining me for another episode. Now I want to dive right in because I think this is a fantastic question. I've had a couple of people ask me this as they're exploring adding a vacation rental to their income portfolio and it is is it risky to own an Airbnb that is farther away? So, you know, not in their town or city, or maybe it's like an hour, two hours or more away from where they live. Is that risky? Um, and I think that that is a phenomenal question. I think that's really, obviously that's business savvy asking that question right there. And here's how I like to take an approach to any kind of question that has to do with risk. And it is, to see how can I either eliminate or reduce it? How can I reduce this risk or how can I eliminate it? Because if we build in systems 
to be able to either reduce or just completely eliminate the risk, that risk is no longer a barrier, right? So I like to take one risk at a time, risk by risk, and then figure out how to, like I said, either minimize or eliminate it. Now, we, I, in previous episodes, I've talked about the risk of, you know, a changing economy, whether it's an up economy, a down economy, a pandemic, pandemic economy, whatever the kind of economy, um, how can we have evergreen demand? Like, how can we have consistent bookings? And there are, there are ways, there are places actually that you could invest that might be a little bit more risky from an evergreen perspective. Like I was saying, you know, a mansion in Malibu probably does really well in up economies. I'm sure there's demand for it in down economies, but it's probably not getting booked out. I, I, you know, I don't know anyone that owns a mansion in Malibu, to be honest with you, but of all of the different types of properties, that does not strike me as an evergreen property. So in my mind, that would be a risk that I, I would not, I would not want to take on that kind of a risk. But if I can reduce the risk of there being ebbs and flows to to demand and bookings for my place, that would be choosing an evergreen location and more of like an evergreen size even, right? Where where about like maybe four or six guests can stay. And so I've I've gone more in depth in previous episodes about that. But here's another question about risk. So how do I make sure that I cover my expenses and then not just cover my expenses, but actually make a profit? That's a great question, right? Like the risk of having to go out of pocket on something like this. Um, And then, you know, the risk of not seeing a cash flow month after month, year after year. And there are some really powerful estimator tools that I have mentioned in previous episodes. And I'll link to these, by the way, in the show notes. And as well as the course that I am just wrapping up. I can't wait to tell you all more about it. But there are ways to approach each of these potential risks and say, okay, I want to either eliminate this or at least reduce it. Right? And think of the other areas of life that have nothing to do with um, income properties like this, you know, driving, driving is quite honestly, very risky, right? Statistically speaking. So we eliminate well, we don't eliminate, but we reduce our risk of injury by wearing seatbelts and driving cars with airbags, right? Or think about it this way, like, we want to reduce the risk of losing everything in a fire or whatever, you know, we insure our homes, right? And then, I mean, in more normal times too, when you're traveling and you're not sure, like, eh, I don't know if those dates will work quite well, but you want to like book a great deal, you can always buy trip insurance, right? There are ways to mitigate the risk for pretty much anything that we do in life. And I think we approach it differently in things that are outside of business, right? We just, we put on our seatbelt, right? That's not necessarily a business decision, but that is a, a move that reduces risk, So going back to Airbnb and is it risky to have an Airbnb that is outside of driving distance or a little bit longer of driving distance? And I would take the exact same approach. I would want to mitigate the risk, de-risk it if you'd like, and that usually involves creating a system for it. I mean, think of it this way. I believe it's important to have systems in place to manage an Airbnb, even if it is in your literal backyard. So regardless of where your vacation rental is, where your short-term rental is, I think it's important to have systems in place. 
to make sure that you can be as hands-off as possible. So by systems, I mean cleaning and maintenance and guest experience, all of that. Those are systems that need to be put in place regardless of where the Airbnb is. Yeah, even if it's in your literal backyard. So really, the only system that I feel like is important for um, lowering the risk for an, a longer distance Airbnb is what I call having a local team. So because you can't put eyes on your property on a consistent basis, I think it's really important to have a local team. And by local team, I mean someone who is in that neighborhood, or if it's not in a neighborhood, let's say it's like a cabin, someone who lives nearby, who you have met, you've built a little bit of a relationship, built a little bit of rapport with, and they can be your eyes and ears on your property. And I don't necessarily tell them that they're part of my local team. That is just how I kind of categorize making sure that I have everything covered. Um, because our first Airbnb, the Airbnb where we made more than six figures, we were, depending on traffic, <laughs> anywhere between three and four and a half hours away. So we really couldn't get up there that often. And our neighbors, several of our neighbors had my mobile number and I told them, hey, if you see anything that doesn't look right, you reach out to me immediately, you know? And then I would check in and just say like, hey, just wanted to say hi. I was thinking about you. Hope you're doing well. How are your kids? Like, you know, maintaining a normal kind of human relationship so that it's not like every time you talk with them, it's bad news. <laughs> you don't want to frame that in a relationship, right? But setting that up, making sure you have people who can be your eyes and ears, it significantly reduces the risk of just the unknown, right? And so if you have someone who's looking out for you, who can tell you if something doesn't look right, or if like, you know, there might've been some damage from a storm or something like that, they can send pictures or whatever, you know, it's just, it really does pay dividends to have what I call your local team in place. And that's really the only additional system. That is when I am looking to set up an Airbnb, whether it is literally in my backyard or farther away, the only additional system I build in is that local team. So I know this was a little bit of a brief episode, but I feel like why take super long to answer a question if you can do it really succinctly and briefly because I respect your time and I hope you respect my time, right? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much again for joining me today. And until next time, continue to be up and to the right.